0: Great. Well, hello. Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be with you, both those physically with us in the building at St Bart's today, and those um, around our parish, around our city, maybe even around the world, joining us by the wonders of modern technology. Why don't we pray? Lord, this morning, please help us to learn what it means to seek first your kingdom and put our trust in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning we're continuing our series all about the Sermon on the Mount, which in my book at least is the greatest sermon um, ever recorded. Um, The Sermon on the Mount for me is one of my favourite parts in the Bible because um, in it we get to see the sheer brilliance of Jesus. In just a few short chapters we hear Jesus give a sermon, which I think for me has... um, all the ingredients of a perfect sermon. It's deeply rooted in scripture, it's got really, really vivid, memorable illustrations, and it's absolutely bang up to date with the issues of the day. It's got this incredible timeless quality um, because it seems to go to the heart of um, issues and questions that humans have wrestled with for centuries it talks about how to live well and how to love well how to pray how to be generous how to view things like money sex and power how to deal with anger resentment disappointment anxiety it's far better than absolutely any self-help book that you'll ever read but i have to admit i've got a kind of love-hate relationship with the Sermon on the Mount, because although I love hearing what Jesus got, has got to say here, I also find it immensely challenging, and I guess on one level I probably don't really want to hear it. Um, as Claire was saying um, last week, sometimes it's easy to um, hear the Jesus, hear the teachings of Jesus, and feel it's just absolutely impossible to live up to because he seems to set an incredibly high moral bar, which, like a high jump competition, keeps getting higher and higher and higher. And in this morning's reading, we certainly hear Jesus saying some challenging things, and um, some challenging things about a subject that many of us don't actually like to talk about a lot – money. But as we look at this passage, and as we look at the challenging things that Jesus has to say here, can I encourage you to just remember and hold on to a very simple but very important theological idea, which is this. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Amen. Amen. We've got some amens in the house. Maybe people can join in the song as well, if you remember it from Sunday school as well. Um, But I say that because of this. When Jesus says challenging things to us, It's because he loves us and wants the best for us. And he wants us to be free from the things that hold us down, hold us back and weigh us down, and get us tied up in knots like those strings that Jill was showing us earlier. And he wants wants to show us that with him, a different and indeed better way of life is possible. So, in this morning's reading, Jesus talks about the dangers of investing our time and our energy and emotions in the wrong places. And he warns about two specific risks, which were relevant to those first disciples 2,000 years ago, and which are still relevant to us today. And those those risks are about two As, accumulation and anxiety. If I was a better preacher, I would have probably thought of a third A, but that's as far as I could um, get. So you'll have to live with two, but hopefully it will make for a shorter sermon as well, which for some of you at least will get an amen. There we go, we've got a third A, amen. Very good, thinking on my feet. So that first A, accumulation, um, is all about wanting more and more of something. Whether it's about wanting more money, or wanting a bigger house, or wanting more and more possessions. And Jesus warns us about the dangers or pitfalls of being addicted to accumulation in verse 19 of that reading from Matthew 6, um, where he reminds us that the stuff that we accumulate here on earth won't last forever. He says something a little bit like this, he says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, when new products break down after a few years, and where international pandemics threaten to wipe out the value of our investments. He didn't actually mention those last couple of things, but hopefully you get the idea. And then later in our reading from about verse 25 onwards, Jesus goes on to talk about that second A, anxiety. Do not be anxious, he tells his disciples, about not having enough food or clothes or money or other things. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Accumulation and anxiety. I think it's really interesting how those two things often go together. Now, I know that in our world, um, there are really, really big divisions between those who've accumulated huge and vast amounts of wealth and those who have to spend their lives worrying and anxious about where their next meal's going to come from. But on another level, I think that also many of us will recognise both those things, accumulation and anxiety, mixed together in our own hearts and minds. For me, I can think of um, plenty of occasions when I found myself wanting more and more, and not being content with what I've had. And I think at a deeper level, that desire to accumulate more and more has something to do with anxiety, the fear of never having enough, no matter how much we actually do have. And Jesus speaks right to the heart of those issues in this morning's reading, by putting a spotlight on what's going on deep inside the human heart. He says that our attitude to money and possessions reveals quite a lot about what we treasure or value most. And that if we devote ourselves to the pursuit of money, it will ultimately master and control us. You cannot serve both God and money, Jesus says. Sorry, bits of paper stuck together. (laughs) And that statement, you cannot serve both God and money, is actually really challenging to hear. Because I guess many of us have been um, brought up to believe that it's money that makes the world go go round. But remember that thing I said earlier about Jesus says challenging things because he loves us and wants the best for us? So in this morning's reading, he doesn't just tell us what not to do. He doesn't just tell us, don't store up treasures, you know, treasures on earth, or don't worry about this and that. He goes on to present a bigger vision and a more compelling and attractive alternative. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, he says, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And when we hear that phrase, treasures in heaven, I think it's sometimes easy, easy to imagine that Jesus is just talking about some pie in the sky, distant future, something to do with what happens to us when we die and which doesn't really have much relevance or bearing or effect on the way we go about living our lives in the here and now. But I don't think that's really what Jesus is intended or is trying to do. Um, this week I, I came across a beautiful phrase in a book which um, helped me to better understand what I think Jesus is getting up, getting on, getting, getting at, that's the right word, here, um, uh, when he talks about storing up treasures in heaven. The phrase was this, and it's from a writer called Dallas Willard in his book The Divine Conspiracy, which is all about the Sermon on the Mount. And the way that Dallas Willard puts it is this, invest your life in what god is doing which cannot be lost invest your life in what god is doing which cannot be lost if we choose to invest our time and our energy and our emotions in god's kingdom life certainly won't be easy but we will get to see incredible benefits which both begin now and will continue forever, into eternity. So what on earth does any of this mean in practice? How can we live lives which are less driven by that need for accumulation and anxiety, and which are more rooted in the kingdom of heaven? Let me suggest that it all begins with what we look at. If I spend my whole life looking at my bank balance, or the size of other people's houses, or the beautiful pictures, the perfect pictures that people post about themselves on social media, I'll find myself desiring and looking and running after those things. Or as Jesus puts it, the eye, our eyes, are the lamp of the body. The things that we look at have a deep effect on what we desire and want most. So what should we look at instead? Well, in this morning's reading, Jesus encourages us to pay um, close attention to the beauty and natural order of the world around us and to pay special attention to birds and to flowers. This feels really, really apt. This morning, someone mentioned to me, i would not heard it before, that actually this morning happens to be um, National Dawn Chorus Day. So if anyone was up very early, you would have heard some beautiful birds on Tweet of the Day and others. Um, But I missed that. Um, But here, again, is a slight paraphrase of what Jesus says. Um, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them and see how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin, yet not even kings and queens or billionaires or Instagram influencers are dressed in splendour like one of these. I don't know about you, but for me, there's something about spending time outside in nature that really, really helps to put things in perspective. In case any of you haven't noticed, it's spring in England at the moment. Um, Apologies to those of you listening from Australia. Um, And there's loads of beautiful things going on outside. And for those of us who are fortunate enough to live in Sheffield, um, one of the greenest cities in England, we've got incredible beauty on our doorstep. Uh, Thank you, Paul, for seeing what I was doing and putting up the picture. uh where I was going um so sometimes on the school drop-off that I do with my five-year-old son um we'll walk through Crooks Valley Park and get to see the incredibly beautiful blossom on the trees and then next picture um sometimes we'll just head over a road to Western Park where we get to see the moorhen chicks and then on Friday this week I had the morning off work and got to spend some time in a field with bluebells listening to birdsong. I can't really explain what goes on inside my head and my heart in moments like this, but I can tell you that those are some of the times that I feel most peaceful and content and close to God. Some of the stuff that I've been worrying about somehow seems to become less important when i'm outside and i start to gain fresh perspective on my life and on the things of god's kingdom so i think the practical application of this morning's sermon is actually really quite simple maybe this week we could all spend a bit less time looking at our, looking at our phones and our other treasured devices and spend more time looking at this wonderful world that God has given us to live in. And as we do that, let's be open to God speaking to us and showing us what it means to invest in those eternal things of his kingdom. And quite what that means for different people listening will probably be quite different. Maybe for those of us who've accumulated some money or property Or other possessions over the years. Maybe it's particularly important for us to be attentive to how we might be one, how God might be calling us to use those things in service of God's kingdom. Not holding on and clinging on to those things we've we've got, but having that open hand and open heart of giving them away. And maybe for those of us who are struggling with anxiety, maybe anxiety about, paying the bills, or caring our loved ones, or keeping our businesses afloat. Um, Maybe we need to all learn some more about um, learning to trust and live one day at a time. But either way, let me just simply encourage you to spend some time outside this week, listening to the birds and looking at the flowers of the field. Do not worry about tomorrow, Jesus says for tomorrow will worry about itself. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Amen.